Welcome to another episode of CU Lead, sponsored by NetGiver, the app and platform that enables donors and nonprofits to give and receive on a no-fee basis. On this podcast, we feature credit union industry executives and the impacts they make on communities everywhere. I'm Glenn Frechat, and today I am joined by Ken Sinus. Ken is the president and CEO of St. Mary's Bank, which is headquartered in Manchester, New Hampshire. And for our listeners thinking that I made a mistake, it really is St. Mary's Bank, isn't it, Ken? It is. It is. First Credit Union. First Credit Union. Of course, those of us in Credit Union Nation shouldn't be confused if we know our history. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes it does confuse members, right? Are you a bank? Are you a credit union? But being the first is kind of cool. What an honor for you to lead such a unique credit union. Being the ninth president, when you think of, we've started in 1908, and uh, the ninth president of the first credit union is pretty cool. Wow. So when you go around the world and you're you're touring or you're vacationing and you tell people you work for a credit union and the name of it is St. Mary's Bank, right? They may, they must think you're drinking. They do. They have no idea what we're talking about. Even even at GAC, it's always comical because either people look at you and and like you're the first credit union. Oh my gosh, you know, let's talk. Or they look at you saying, "Wait, why are you here?" We don't let bankers at GAC. Oh my So it's one or the other. That is hilarious. Well, I'd love to get to know you a little more. We're just starting to get to know one another. And for our listeners that don't understand or haven't followed your own journey, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, again, from the, the, again, we started back in 1908. Um, Yeah, I've been working on the bank side and on the credit union side over 30 years, uh, right out of school. And uh, I love the industry. It's just, you know, the credit union side is just so much more about giving back to the communities. It's about giving back people, helping people. It's, it's such a different culture. And, and we were talking about it last night. It's so interesting that we have so many credit union executives that have came from banks, but there's not a lot of going the other way. Gosh, you know, the, you're the first guest that has brought this up, and I know you're right. Tell me a little more about that. It, it's just so interesting. I think it's the culture, right? It's the culture. We, we care about people. Um, I have, have one of my new uh, employees uh, who runs our digital engagement, and she she pegged it. She says, I feel like I'm recognized as a person. And, you know, coming over from the bank side to the credit union side, you know, that's how we, we treat our employees. That's how we treat our members. And that's just kind of resonates. And it's like when you when you have that culture, it's hard to kind of leave and go back to the bank. That makes total sense yeah. to me. I think there is a third leg to that stool. You're absolutely right. The employees come first, frankly. If you're not taking care of your own, you're not serving the membership in the way it you It resonates. Do. It really, the culture they feel resonates to the members when they work with them every day. I feel like the third leg must be those community-based nonprofit organizations that benefit from, A, the good work of your employees, uh, but B, monetarily, uh, credit unions have always stepped up to support nonprofits. I'd love to hear about your perspective on how important it is to be viewed as a leader mm-hmm. in the community as it relates to nonprofits. Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's so important. Um, we pride ourselves on it. And, you know, you look at the, a lot of the nonprofits, and, and there's two legs of that. When you, when you talk about it, there's the financial contribution, and then there's the volunteering side of it. Mm. And, you know, just being part of the communities, people see us, they know who we are, we get to know more about their organizations, and it's just such a great blend. And, you know, to tell that story to our employees, 
they're more apt to get involved. They're more apt to give personally to some of these nonprofits. It's a, it's a good thing all around. Do you feel like culturally that helps you to attract the very best people knowing that you represent, from their perspective, that you represent an organization that really does care and cares with the wallet and cares with their feet? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and you look at some of the younger professionals right now, and when you look at some of the, the, the Gen Y and when you're getting into Gen Alpha, they want to give back. But, you know, they're, they're starting in their careers, and sometimes it's harder for them to financially give back to the organizations. They're just at a point in their life where, you know, they're still trying to figure it all out. By able to participate in some of these things because we're involved as an organization, it makes them feel that, you know, reward. It's, it's, it's a good, good feeling. I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I couldn't think of a better time where we need the support and help as we are facing prospectively, this isn't my own projection, I'm just a reader and a listener, Yeah, uh, of a tough year to come. Absolutely. Is what, one of the things that precipitated our uh, was creating a foundation back in 2019. So we started up the St. Mary's Bank Charitable Foundation, hmm. um, and we've been putting money in it for the last few years. And the whole premise on it was, you know, there's going to be economic challenges in the future, and we know you know, every year you're not going to have the same level of, of, you know, being able to give the same amount where mm. by, by funding a foundation, you know, the nonprofits are going through the same economic challenges. So if we could give a consistent level of giving based on what's in the foundation versus how, what kind of a year you're having, it's a win-win. It's, it's, you know, to give back to the communities, it's more consistent. So talk to me about who those beneficiaries are of the foundation giving. Are there are there select segments or right? Again, we created a. a it's more of a private foundation, um, and it's it's about giving back to the communities we serve, giving back to families, uh, children. Th those are really the the premises as to you know what the foundation giving comes out of. So I feel like we're experiencing a bit of a shift right now, Ken, uh, or maybe just. We've hit the accelerator. There's maybe a different way to, to talk mm -hmm. about it. With regard to social responsibility, have credit unions always stepped up? Yes, of yes. course. In fact, I would say it's one of the hallmarks of Credit Union Nation right. is being responsible socially and caring about people. Since 2020, you know, there have been events that have transpired in our country mm -hmm. that have raised people's awareness of what's necessary. Are you finding with your own employee base, they are becoming even more aware and socially responsible? I, I, I do believe that, yes. I, I really feel the employees are. I mean, just we see it, right? We see how they're interacting, what they're, what they're talking about, um, what, what's important to them to get involved in a certain aspect, um, what's going on in the community. So, yeah, definitely we see that. I'm... I'm sitting in this seat and I have the privilege to interview very accomplished people. And there was a CEO whom I interviewed yesterday and he said, there isn't an interview that goes down now at a senior level that he's hiring for mm -hmm. where he's not pressed Absolutely. by the candidate yep. Yep. on what's being done specific to DEI and social responsibility. Do you, do you find the same? It is so important. And we're having a leadership meeting uh, with all of our kind of uh, officers and, and, and managers, and, and we're doing a whole presentation keynote on DEI. I mean, it's just so important. We need to, we need to do that, right? And, and it was so interesting. And 
one of the ones I was on a board on, and uh, we had a great week, great talk. It's not just about, let's say, we, we that diversity is thinking of things differently, right? And everyone has their own experiences, how they grew up, where they came from. And you put that all together and collaboratively, you're a better institution. Because, you, you know, it's like if you have all people of you, who you are, <laughs> they had the same upbringing, you're not going to get that different thought pattern. So it's, true. it's great. And sorry to be cliche about this, but it does start at the top. And I know just in our short time uh, that we've had here together, you take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And therefore, those that follow you do the same. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we, it's, it's important. And, you know, my team knows it. The employees know it. And uh, the more we can give back and the more we could be inclusive and all that stuff, it's, uh, we're going to be a better organization. One of the things that I love to do for my guests for taking the time to, to spend a few minutes with us is to give you a chance to plug something that may be near, dear, and personal to your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not to say, Ken, that you lead two lives. You're not a CEO for five days a week and then you're leading your personal life the rest. I get that you lead one whole life and maybe yep. many of the organizations that you support are also a part of the credit union. Uh, right. But if there is one that's personal to you, yeah, it's. It, it, I, I am involved in a lot of different nonprofit boards, of course, right? Just given my my position, uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Manchester, uh-huh. the stories, and it's not just a club for them to go and, um, you know, have fun and play basketball. It's it's it, you're talking about the it being inclusive and helping shape who they are. Um, to see them go through high school and graduate and become successes when their upbringing is just not conducive. They don't have the support mechanism behind it. So it's, it's personal to me only from the standpoint, I have children, right? I know um, the support we've given them. Um, you know, the, the kids are always extremely important. When I was in Rhode Island, uh, I used to be involved in a, a year up program. It was called Year Up. Mm. And they were uh, an organization that helped um, pay these kids from from the city they'd get into the program they'd pay them for a full year Hmm. half of the year it was um teaching them it skills customer service skills the second half was they were doing internships they knew these they they had to work they they needed to get the money but then they would uh, pair them with a professional mentor just to kind of talk with them be that support mechanism so you know i see it at the boys and girls club i see it with these organizations like year up you're you're filling that gap um, to let them be successful. They, yeah. they can't help what their surroundings are, right? Sometimes they have no parents and they're being raised by a grandparent. We're seeing that a lot. Um, these organizations help that. So yeah. it's great. What are your kids into, Ken? Oh, gosh. Um, all different <laughs> kinds of sports. Um, I'm empty nester now. So Ooh, you are. All right. Our older one is a graphic designer and, and he's starting to work on the sales side. And then I have twins um, that are in college now so they're freshmen people always ask me if it gets easier as the kids grow up and and i say absolutely not <laughs> anybody who says yes it gets more expensive it, right it gets more expensive my gosh where are they in school uh rhode island they went to bryant both of them oh that's great oh it's fantastic and they so just fun. they're thick as thieves they are it's like they said they do their own thing yet every once in a while they'll they'll send us a snap and they went to breakfast together, and they just kind of catch up. So it's Love great. It. They're, they're doing that to appease the parents. I'm sure they are. Let me just take a quick photo. <laughs> See you in November. <laughs> it's also that solace of, 
it brings them back home, right? Yeah, they yeah. have somebody else that's, ah, that's more so cool. So it's great. Well, what a what a nice twenty minutes we just spent. I Very really good. appreciate uh, you spending time with us. What's the rest of the conference look like for you? Uh, it, for for me, it's more networking. It's more just interacting with the other credit union peers. Yeah, you pick up a, a, a topic here and there, but we're having one of our uh, young professionals recognized at the awards lunch at twelve thirty. So oh, yeah, exciting. And does this young professional know they're being recognized? Yes, yes. Okay. yes he does. Uh, and what's he being recognized for? Just uh, kind of the just you know volunteering, um, you know community work that awesome. he's already doing, and and where he is at the credit union and how he's grown within oh. the organization. So it's good. Will he be on the main stage? He now? will be. They're oh. going to have the big old video at him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I do have a break in between. I'll be able to get in there. Yeah, definitely. Try to catch it. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us on this episode of CU Lead, brought to you by NetGiver, the no-fee donation platform for donors and nonprofits. We hope you stay engaged, stay inspired, and continue leading with purpose. Until next time. <laughs>